Welcome to the latest episode of Imole, where we'll be exploring what it's like to be the black sheep of the family. We are joined today by Fumi, who has bravely agreed to share her story with us. For many, family is a source of comfort and support, but for some, being the odd one out can be a source of pain and frustration. Fumi has experienced this firsthand and has agreed to talk to us about her journey and the challenges that she has faced. We'll explore how she's navigated family gatherings, dealt with criticism and disapproval, and also found her own path in life. So today's topic is going to be a little heavy. I'd like for us to do a simple breathing exercise. We're going to breathe in for three counts, hold our breath for three counts, and breathe out for three counts. I'll walk you through it, so let's go. Breathe in, one, two, three, hold. One, two, three, and breathe out. One, two, three. I hope you're refreshed. So let me tell you more about Fumi. She's a self-healer who is a multidisciplinary artist and a digital creator. She's a self-developed advocate, passionate about using media to encourage her fellow youth to be better versions of themselves just like she has become a better version of, her, of herself. Welcome to the show, Fumi. Thank you so much for having me, Pelumi. Thank you for being here and agreeing to speak to us and, you know, talk about your life. It's very hard to talk about personal things. So let us know more about your background, how you grew up, how you were raised, you know, what the story was with your family. Okay. Um, again, thank you for having me um, and uh, giving me a platform to talk about this very important concept and topic. Um, I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, born and bred in Lagos, Nigeria. My Both my parents are agriculturists. Um, I have one full brother and four step-siblings from my father's side. Um, we pretty much grew up comfortable. Um, one would argue that we were on the rich side even, went to the best schools. Uh, we had, materially, we had the best upbringing. I was raised in a, an artistic household. Everybody was interested in music and fashion. My parents were very sharp dressers. My, my mom always had like just the best outfits. So in a material sense, I had a pretty smooth childhood. I had a very comfortable life, a very happy childhood, if one was looking from the outside. Um, and this is something I think goes on till this day in my family. There's just this illusion on the outside that everything just kind of goes smoothly. But even you would know as well that with families, things can actually, you know, not be as they seem on the outside. So um, my parents were married in the 80s, but my father was previously married, hence his other four children. And there was a lot of um, infidelity, if one would say, and our parents would actually say that this was normal culture, you know, having children here and there, having children outside and all of that. And it was supposed to be normal because every time I am told about like how we are even arranged and how there were kids from one side while there were, you know, the other woman was pregnant. I'm like, that was normal. <laughs> but it, that was just how life was, and that was our normal. But it was really toxic. I was raised in a household where I was kind of made the enemy of my other siblings. I was supposed to look at my other siblings as my ops. As long as they, they were not from my mother, they were ops. And so I had a very unhealthy relationship with my step-siblings growing up, which I actually made um, effort to fix 
when I became an adult, like by myself, I decided I was going to gather all my siblings. Um, I actually spent a lot of time focusing on school and doing this and that and third, there was always some sort of just educational activity or some artistic activity on my own part. I spent a lot of my childhood by myself because there were there wasn't really a lot of attention on the children. There was a lot of attention on the work. And I, it wasn't until I realized when, you know, I realized as an adult that my parents were actually very emotionally detached and I didn't have the affection that I required. And I even am more emotional than most. So other children would probably take this in stride, but I was the crier. I was the expression. I always expressed my emotions. I express I expressed my emotions to the fullest and I was always kind of shamed for expressing my emotions but it didn't and I thought I was too much until I grew up and realized that I wasn't too much I was asking for a basic need of a little girl just wanting a hug from her mother just wanting um wanting to be able to share her problems with her mom and actually get good solid advice as opposed to being shamed for even having an emotional issue um, I remember very, like very many times as a child, I would be crying and it's normal for kids to cry when they are hurt or something, even if it's irrational. But my mother would actually always ask me like, why are you crying? And I'm like, even if I'm, even if I am currently, um, upset about I'm something I shouldn't probably be upset about. I'm a little child. Like, you're going to have to be a little bit more soft if you're going to explain this to me or have this conversation with me. So I pretty much had um, an upbringing that was very smooth and nice-looking on the outside. The kids look great, and we all dress nice, and all our material needs were met. But emotionally, um, I found myself as an adult um, being emotionally underdeveloped because I wasn't taught to deal with my emotions as a child. I wasn't allowed to deal with my emotions as a child. Um, and, you know, in the background, there was also, you know, instances of domestic violence and more infidelity. And I even have, you know, there are things that I saw as a child that I shouldn't have seen that I've never actually said to anyone, even in my family. Um, I may have even you know, told like my closest friends because I can't even bring these things to my family. Um, a lot of things are denied. Things that I actually discover, I've discovered truths and then I go and probably meet my mom with the truth and she's like, oh no, that, that just didn't happen. So a lot of my family history is very skewed. There's a lot about my family I don't know. And there's a lot of self-discovery I had to do using my own intuition and you know, developing myself spiritually to be able to tap into the truth of myself because left to my family, I would never find out truth. Um, again, everything looked pretty on the outside, but it was a lot of secrets a lot of toxic behaviors, things that shouldn't be that are deemed normal. And we are, I felt like I was being led into this life of, you know, kind of like the same self-destructive paths because I don't even think that they think that they are on self-destructive paths. But I was being led to those same things. And what made me the black sheep was deciding to actually go a different way and find the peace that I feel like a lot of my family members don't have. Hmm, that's really powerful. So at what age did you realize that, hmm, I think differently? And I'm asking this because, you know, due to our prior conversations, I mean, as friends, when we talk about these things, you've always said to me that it was very clear that you were different, you know, growing up. And I think that also added to 
feeling alone and feeling isolated even when you were amongst other family members. So at what age was it very clear to you that mm, I feel a bit out of place here? Maybe I think differently. I think this was age eight. This was age eight and I don't like the fact that I had to make these discoveries through terrible happenings, but it was the first instance of domestic violence between my parents. And I truly felt at that point that this was something that shouldn't continue. I felt like, you know, at this point, I'm just eight, but I was already looking at my life from when I was kind of conscious up until this point. And I was like, yeah, everything was kind of leading up to this. So in a sense, I was expecting that this was going to be the point where my parents would separate and there would be some sort of peace because there had just been too much tumultuous energy in the background and then all of a sudden it blew up. But we snapped back into our picture-perfect family and everybody was supposed to pretend and smile like everything was okay. And... I felt like I actually would sit around and be like, am I the only person who thinks this is not okay? Like this, what happened? And this is as fast as, let's this happened on a Saturday. Sunday, we're back to normal, like nothing happened. And that was actually when I knew that I definitely think different than these people. And I felt, in that moment, I felt like an alien. I actually felt like an alien because... I started to notice the patterns. There were things I would say that would be different from everybody else's opinion. And, you know, I got a lot of that. Fumi, shut up. Fumi, stop talking. You talk too much. You have so many questions. I got a lot of that as a child. And they made me feel, feel wrong for asking these questions. So at this point, when this thing happened, I was like, if I am the only person who thinks that this is not okay and these two people shouldn't be in the same living space anymore then I definitely must not be anything like these people it was at that point as, as a young child as an adult you're like oh yeah I'm black sheep but as a young child you actually feel like you're adopted it was and I couldn't obviously I look like exactly like my mom so it, there was no logical sense even as a child that is <laughs> it, it made no sense but I felt adopted in that one that at that point I just felt like yeah I can't these people can't possibly be my people if they are just going to be violent towards each other and feel like it's okay because you're going to go outside and do the same thing to others so and then we're going to present ourselves we go to church every Sunday we're going to present ourselves as this holy family but we're beating on each other the day before I knew I was different definitely well, I mean, for an eight-year-old, that's quite deep. Because usually when you are born into something, you normalize it until something externally comes in and shakes you up and be like, oh, this is actually not normal. Like the amount of things we thought were normal growing up. So definitely thinking differently from a young age. I'm sure this is what made you the black sheep of the family because most times people tend to demonize the black sheep. Like, oh, this is the, is the, is the person who is um, causing all these family problems and this and that. And sometimes maybe that is true. But usually it's always the person who thinks differently and who dares to stand up to the toxic fam family dynamics. So, for example, if you have a narcissistic parent, parents, the child that speaks out and says, oh, this is not okay, this is not right, that child is usually seen as the black sheep of the family because they dare to challenge the status quo. So how did you feel being the black sheep? I feel um, a mixture of peace and heartbreak. Because... Even at that... Yeah, even when I, you were young? Even when I was young. Because I knew that, okay, outside of this, has everything... If everything was the opposite of this, it would be fine. But then I, it was heartbreaking because I love these people. This is still my family. But I also knew that being away from them was going to give me peace. And as an adult, 
I feel very estranged from my family. Like, I, I feel estranged from everyone. Every single one, because I'm probably closest to my father, actually. I'm closest to my dad. I have the most, the deepest conversations. My father probably knows the most about me. Even now, we were disconnected for a while, but when we did reconnect, it was like kind of reconnecting with my best friend. So to this rule, there was a certain exception. But then there were also other factors because, you know, this domestic violence in question definitely involved my father. So, but that will pretty much just made me see that nobody's perfect because he could take accountability for what he did. But right now, being the person who calls out, you know, what's what, it's left me in a place of my family, me not wanting to be around them and them not minding, them not minding me not being around. Like, they don't mind that I'm not around often because when I'm around... I'm going to say something. Fumi is going to say something. Fumi always has these weird opinions. Fumi is Fumi's always... Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm probably... <laughs> they're about... I think there are about four, three or four Capricorns in my family. I'm the only Sagittarius. So I feel like I was placed in this family to like... Just give them the truth. They just need to know and somebody needs to be brave enough to say it. And that was probably why I was placed in this family. If if I feel like without me, I, there's something I call the culture of silence. And I constantly talk to my parents and my... I remember I actually had this conversation with my mother, my father and my brother. They were discussing a particular issue that I didn't even think was a an issue. I did not think it was an issue at all. And I just said to them that the reason why this thing is coming up is culture of silence. You guys feel some type of way about each other, but you talk about each other instead of talking to each other. And now we are here and there's a much bigger issue and you still won't tell each other the truth about how you feel about each other. So there's so many secrets so many secrets in my family just because of the fact that everybody's trying to hide their shadows nobody wants to face their shadows they want to look like they're perfect on the outside but they're not actually perfect and i feel like i'm the only person who decided to embrace that you know what these are my imperfections and now that I know what my imperfections are, I'm going to fix them instead of hiding them, shaming myself about them, pretending to be something I'm not, and then living a very unfulfilled life. So Fumi is always calling something out. And because Fumi is always calling something out, they don't really mind that I'm not around much. And it's very peaceful here. But it's heartbreaking because I miss hanging out with my family and... When I do hang out with them once in a blue moon, it's, I miss it. But then there's a certain level of toxicity that just cannot be excused if I'm going to live a happy, healthy life. And there has to be a certain level of detachment from my family because of that. So it's peaceful, but heartbreaking. Hmm. So did you ever try to conform when you were younger? Because now I think most people don't know, but um you don't you don't look your age. I always tease you. Now you are 31, right? So when you were younger, maybe in your teenage years, did you ever try to conform and just be normal if you could only just be normal? Because I know what it's like feeling different and feeling like if I could only just be normal, maybe I'll be accepted. Absolutely. There was no way I got to this point without um, trying to conform. Actually, I would say that I tried to conform my whole life and then there was just a point where I decided to stop. So this would be, in fact, this would be as far as my late 20s. So it's not even like a journey that's, you know, I like I broke away a long time ago. No, I just quite over the last five, six, seven years had the bravery to say, you know what, I've had enough and I'm going to go my own way. And 
there's I think there's something I keep telling you every time we have conversations about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. That for me, that's where that came from. That came from having the bravery to get up and be like, yeah, I'm not going to do this any anymore. I'm not going to sit down and conform to your rules. Um, it was, you know, as a child, I could not um, dictate the way I dressed. So that was actually where it started from. It started from when I started to dress the way I wanted to dress because my mom would always my mom never likes what I'm wearing <laughs> but I've never I it's not like she sometimes she will come and see like okay it's a decent outfit maybe because it's it's pressed it's not rough for anything but when it comes to my style she's always said you know you need to grow up the way you dress and I don't really believe that there is a growing up you appear the way you want to appear you just have to be responsible you're responsible for the way you appear pretty much and because like you said I look like younger than my age so I can't even you know I have to like kind of dress up to look my age I have to wear makeup to look my age I have to you know do all of that to look my age and being the person I am who doesn't really like makeup I'm prefers to wear sweats because I have a pretty casual career path. I don't really like to take life so seriously. I love to dress up, but in my own time, I prefer to be comfortable. I'm a cancer rising. I prefer to be comfortable. And because of that, I tend to look like much younger than my age because the people expect that this is how a teenager would dress. So I guess I had to be a black sheep in, in that sense. I had to be a black sheep to my family and society because it's not just my family. It's also society that, you know, it's like, you you look, you dress like you're 17. That's your opinion, though. But I kind of had to just take that bold step. And it it was a lot of rebellious action. 2020 was a time where I was kind of pursuing my art, my artistic path and, you know, I was pl- placed in this position where I had to pick between what I wanted to do and my, and, and my family and responsibilities to my family. And, but I felt that I was being given a responsibility. I was being asked to take care of people who should know how to take care of themselves. And I felt like I had done it for a long time. You stay home to do chores, so you can't, you don't have the time to pursue your own things. You have to attend this function and that function, so you don't have Saturdays off to do your own thing. These were things that were common in my childhood. And as it started to seep into my adulthood, that was when I decided that I had enough. So the first rebellious time, my first time I actually just like rebelled, I left home in 2020 and I blocked everybody for like two weeks. (laughs) I blocked everyone, like my mom, my dad, my brother, my uncle, my auntie, my cousin, I blocked everybody they didn't know where i was and i was gone for about four months i unblocked them after a while so they could reach me by phone but they still didn't know where i was and it was that little act of bravery because it seemed so big but for me it was little but it it opened a not a wormhole i feel like a a uh yellow brick road, a golden path of freedom. I freed myself from any expectations. And since then, I find that these same people that were on my neck for not you know, taking care of your family and you're chasing your dreams instead of taking care of your family, these same people start to take care of themselves in my absence. So why were you holding me back in the first place? So I actually literally... I literally had to leave to be able to free myself and gain that self-confidence to say, I'm an adult, you can't treat me like a child and you cannot hold me to your values because I'm actually the only person in my family who's following you know, this path of being an artist, living a free life. Everybody is, you know, if I'm, I'm I don't want to be offensive, but I would 
in, someone in my shoes would say they are squares. You, you, you work in, you know, for the government or in establishments and stuff like that. So being an artist to them is even strange. You know, waking up and deciding I'm not doing anything today, I'm going to work tomorrow, is strange to them. And they're like, how are you going to make, how are you going to sustain your life? You know, having tattoos and having the understanding of why I have tattoos and piercings and all those things is strange to them. It's, it's weird to them that I actually live by nobody's rules because they always live by somebody's rules. Hmm. That's a like quotable moment. They always live by somebody's rules. Wow. So like, I know what it's like to, you know, not gain that validation from your family and therefore now seek the same validation through friends, you know, people outside your family. And sometimes you could also end up in toxic situations like that because narcissists are attracted to people who are codependent and vice versa. Will you say you fell into that trap as well of wanting to seek that validation from your friendship group or maybe at work or whatever, and then also having to deal with a similar situation as what you found yourself in when you were with, when you were living at home with your family? Yes, I definitely fell into that trap. And I found that last year, like the end of last year slash this year has been um, an episode in my life of clearing those traps, clearing out those people because but it was actually a very short stint. And the reason it was a, a short stint is because for a long time, I had not even looked for validation from my family. Like I had not even still been you know, tied to them, even before that moment of freeing myself, I still had not looked for any validation from my family. They had still looked at me as a rebel. I still, for quite some time, since I was a teenager, kind of did what I want. I mean, at to a certain point, and I don't... I, I had my own episodes of um, youthful exuberance. I definitely would say, well, now I wouldn't say because everything I learned through my 20s has been very valuable to where I am right now. But if we're looking at it from like a practical aspect, I could have been much further ahead if I really sat down and focused in my 20s. But I spent a lot of it hanging out and playing around and not being focused on my goals and not... Even I used to be an athlete as a teenager. I even fell off in my 20s. You know, I drank so much. I smoked so much. There are days I don't even remember. Like when I was in university, I, I did a lot of pills. I, and there are, just, there are just moments, so many moments that happened that I actually don't remember. And it took a long time for me to also free myself from that. And I'm still freeing myself from that. I'm still freeing myself from um, that aspect of me that feels like I still need to latch on to something to, you know, release the pain. Because the pain will be triggered sometimes in my current experience. But I have majorly released myself from a lot of those things. But when it comes to people and looking for validation from people, it was a very short stint. And it was very short because of only because of the fact that I didn't look for validation from my family in the first place. So it wasn't as hard as it should have been. It should have been much harder for me to walk away from toxic friends and toxic exes. I will tell you that I I feel like all my exes were kind of like the same energy, repeated, 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 and the universe just repeated the same energy until I finally learned the lesson. And each time it was, that's, I think that was one of all the things that also makes me feel like this life is kind of a simulation because it, it felt like levels. When I sat down and actually examined the people I had been with, I was like, there's levels to this because the last person I've been with, like it was, that's like level 100. 
and I could have easily just stayed there for a very, very, very long time. It was as easy as a switch. All I had to do was switch my mind to be able to remember my power, to be honest. But I had gone so far in that I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember all the lessons from the repeated energy. So I fell into the trap multiple times and I had to remember then bring myself back out multiple times until I kind of got to this spot I'm in now where I can't um, forget those lessons because I was able to join, um, I was able to correlate my childhood with my relationships as an adult. I started to see you know, where I was attracting my mother. And I decided to see where I was looking for the love of my father here. And, you know, it's it's always one or the other or both that you're looking for and you become codependent on that quote-unquote narcissist because they know that you want that. because And that's probably when you've gotten vulnerable with them and all of that. So I had to get myself in and out, in and out. It's not going to happen to me anymore because the lessons have been solidified, but you you kind of go through these tests over and over and over again until the lesson is solidified, especially when you're bringing yourself out of toxic family dynamics because I feel like the universe manifests many people outside yourself and outside your family to see if you've learned those lessons because those lessons happened at a time when you were very impressionable. This is below age eight. So this is between age one and eight. So I'm going to have to share those by seeing that, oh, other people can be like this too. And because other people like can be like this too, I learned because I already was able to shed what happened to me at home. So I'm not going to fall into the trap with other people. So it's kind of an in and out thing. And I'm not... There's no way that I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, there's no way that I'm not going to meet other people that are like this. But now that I understand the dynamics, I can handle it a lot better. Hmm. That's great. And I'm sure you noticed that when you started to do the healing, like when you started to do the work on yourself, the people that you were even attracting into your life started to match your new frequency did you notice that yes yes definitely um you know when they say when you know better you do better these so the people that i attract now on my frequency are also people who have been through those same pits so because they also know better they do better so it's it's ingrained in their personalities as well and i think when you're on that frequency you have no choice but to attract people on that level as well it's it's a bit of a gift from the universe so to speak like well done you passed the test you know i like you i like the fact that you're calling it a gift and also um most people are always afraid to leave a certain group or tribe for example my own thing was i'll notice that a friend was very toxic or dynamics i had with a friend was toxic but because I was always seeking validation outside myself for the longest time, having grown up feeling different or feeling like I did not have like a good enough relationship with my parents, I sought that same validation outside. So it would be so hard for me to part ways with, let's say, a friend that I thought, oh, being close to this person or having this person's approval is great because they are so, 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 and they do this, that, and the third. And I learned that by being able to walk away from that, I was able to find a tribe that was much more in sync with who I am. And I did not have to like make myself small or be quiet or not, or walk on eggshells so I don't step on this person's toes. You know what I mean? Like just that freedom from being me and just having people around me who even love me the same way as well and who accept me. So that was really, really big for me in realizing. And also, even the relationship with my family sort of changed when I started to assert my own boundaries as well. And that takes me to my next question. Right now that you have grown and evolved in such a major way, 
how will you say it is navigating family gatherings right now? I know your brother just got married not too long ago, so maybe this is a good time to ask. How was being in that situation? Um, it was it was tricky, but I learned a new skill set as a Sagittarius son, one of the biggest things, and I know you can relate, is impatience. We don't know how to be patient to save our lives. Um, this took me to a new level of patience, and this was the situation where I learned to say no. I wasn't living at home at the time, and I already foresaw what was, like, all the things that were going to happen. So I just made myself available without making myself available. I showed up to every single event, but I took no part in any preparation, any helping with any arrangements whatsoever. I did not, I was far away from all of that so you know like we have already got to this point where you know i'm far away and they don't really mind me being far away so because i'm going to come in with my opinions and nobody wants for me coming with that opinion so they were happy to leave me out of the preparation but that's my brother man so i showed up for everything um but when i showed up i i really really think that um people underrate just simple basic things that can help you protect your energy like salt baths before me knowing that i am a sponge and i take in people's energies very easily i take salt baths before these events before i go and sit down in a gathering with my family i actually take salt baths so whatever they're doing is just bouncing off things that would normally make trigger me or make me emotional so i just make myself available without really making myself available. It's just, like you said, a healthy set, set of boundaries. They now know what Fumi would probably be involved with and what they will probably get a mouthful if they come and tell me about. So they don't approach me with those things anymore. And it was actually from that time that I blocked everybody, but I don't want it to be that you know, anybody has to, like, do that, to set boundaries with their families. You shouldn't have to be that. You should be able to have conversations. And But I think that the trick is actually just saying no. And when you work on yourself and you secure yourself, nobody can really say anything to you, you know? Very good. Like, when you work on yourself and you secure yourself. And I just want to say to people, this takes time. It takes time to get to the point where you're more comfortable. So if you're listening now... And you're a lot younger. Let's say you are still living at home. You can't afford certain things yet. It's fine. Save up and leave. But it's a process. Don't judge yourself based on where you are right now. Even the process of growth and being able to reestablish a connection with your family if you haven't been speaking to them for a while. That is also a process. So how, what, I, I, I tend to think that there are benefits of being the black sheep of the family because in every situation, there are positive um, aspects and negative aspects. So what would you say for you has been a benefit to being the black sheep? And overall, how has being the black sheep affected your identity and self-esteem? Um, I think that just kind of deciding to follow my own way has given me a lot of life skills and also practical skills because I, that going my own way requires spending a lot of time alone and everybody has to know that actually breaking away from toxic dynamics, it actually requires solitude and it's you can't avoid it, you can't bypass it, you can't get over it you have to actually spend time by yourself getting to know yourself before you can even say this is how I want to show up in the world so to be very very honest like I really really think that going through all of this 
and learning to say no, setting those boundaries, working on myself. And when I say working on myself, by the way, I mean um, actually sitting down and actually taking the time to say, okay, these are the ways in which I also am toxic. These are the ways in which people are toxic to me. What will I accept? What will I do? What will I, what will I not accept and what will I not do? Doing all those things puts you in a position of power. Taking that accountability for yourself and really getting to know yourself and really getting to sit with yourself, it gives you these life skills and practical skills that you can actually use to aid your family in their healing process. I actually now am in a position where I can be there for them in practical and emotional ways in, and it wouldn't drain me, it wouldn't take from me because it's something I've been able to solidify within myself. I love that my family can now come to me for advice and they know that they will receive no judgment from, they know that this is actually one of the spaces where they would get no judgments because I don't judge myself. They see me not to judge myself. So it's easy for them to come to me now and have conversations with me about just what's going on in general. So it's actually been very surprising to me that being able to validate myself and know what I want and what I don't want has become kind of a model for them to be able to say, okay, this is somebody who is actually taking care of themselves, even though it looks selfish to us. Because my mom actually, I think, it was, no, it was my brother who actually said it, that there are just some things that Fumi will not take. Like, you can do all this to anybody else, Fumi will not take it. And it's just because now I've been able to solidify that. That is now my identity within the family. Before, I would say maybe Fumi could, I don't know what they thought of me and nor do I really care, but maybe they would have thought I was a doormat or whatever they thought about me doesn't really matter. And there is all love because we're family. We're allowed to feel some type of way about each other. But it's gone from Fumi having so many opinions to, you know, because Fumi has not spent time alone and I've been able to get a lot of peace within myself even when I come with my opinion, is in a peaceful way for you to be able to grow and help yourself. And, you know, I'm just sharing my experience. So what I even see with my parents is they're even beginning to see that, oh, just because these kids are younger than us does not make them unwise. So my practical tools and skills I've been able to, and um, life skills I've been able to gather in my solitude away from my family has been able to make me a bridge, a bridge builder in my family sometimes. And so it's not usually building bridges between two people. It's, it's building bridges between them and themselves. Like I help them see themselves because now I have the confidence to say it without it's coming from an emotional place or an egotistical place. And it's coming from a place of, okay, this is what you're experiencing and this is what I've ex probably experienced and this is what I can say about the experience. As opposed to prior to that, um, prior to us, to me breaking free from the family, I would always come from an emotional place. Even though I knew that I had to find balance within myself, but I would always be angry. I would always be yelling. And I always used to have like a lot of anger towards them and blame them until I sat with myself and realized that, wow, everybody's kind of responsible for themselves and is going through it. So me coming back to the family now, as opposed to being a troublemaker, I help them build bridges within themselves. So I love that being able to gain those tools for myself to be able to extend it to my family. That's great. So besides like having a strong sense of self, right, that you said, having strong boundaries and all, creatively, because here's a new thing I read online, right, that there are creative benefits to being a black sheep. And I've noticed that a lot of us who stand out, we tend to be creative in certain ways. Now, I don't mean... I mean, both of us do music, so it's not just about musically creative, like other aspects as well. Do you think there are other benefits besides the 
having a strong sense of self and everything to being the black sheep of the family. Yes, actually, because if you think about it, you have to be creative in the way you interact with your family at this point when you're the black sheep. So because you have to just be creative in the way you interact with them, you get to become like this. You have a creative way of solving problems. You're less analytical because when you're dealing with these types of dynamics, you have to see beyond what is. So you're, you have to tap into your imagination. You have to tap into your creativity at on some level. But even just being an artist, it's endless content, <laughs> endless songs. And there's so much energy to transmute into creativity when you're the black sheep because even just being a black sheep as a child, because I probably had like a bit some, you know, I was obsessed with music, but like the kind of music I was obsessed with was not what everybody was listening to. So I was always at a radio by myself. I was always obsessed with something by myself. I was into something by myself. So I was able to find space to really find out what I really liked without being informed by everybody else's interests and, you know, being programmed to like this or like that. So because of the fact that I was left alone as a child, I developed my own sense of style very early. Like I've, the person who doesn't like makeup and it's been right from time. It's not like I developed the look I have now. I've actually always been this way. And it's not like anybody really, unless I had to show out in public, I was never forced to, you know, be anything else. And it wasn't, it was just because I was left alone. I was, everybody was, my parents were very busy, were always working and when you're at home, nobody cares. You're just doing your own thing. So I developed my own sense of identity very early. So I think I kind of was in a special circumstance because other people I've met come from families where you know they're constantly being watched and they're constantly being told what to do. But I was on the other end of the spectrum. I was actually just left alone unless I was, you know, called to perform as being a family member. And for me as a child, I felt like being a family member was a performance because in a lot of family photos, I remember always thinking to myself, I don't even like these people. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if they like me. And so it gave me a lot of time to really cultivate like my I'm lucky to have been able to cultivate the personality I have now I feel like a lot of people my age are just discovering things about themselves that I've known since I was like five so that's why I said I was in a special circumstance and left alone to discover myself but like I like I said that's why that solitude is so important when you're left alone it's just you and you will definitely find yourself there and you find your sense of self there. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with so much. Like, being able to do your own thing, you find yourself. I was definitely told what to do a lot growing up. Like, and I'm sure many Nigerians listening will be like, who wasn't? True. But free thought wasn't necessarily encouraged. And... I think that's because most children don't necessarily, most parents don't necessarily see children as, okay, you are an entity on your own. They usually see their children as an extension of them and you're just kids. Like, what do you know at the end of the day? But um, by being able to think differently and also growing in solitude and also being away from home or from that environment for a while and growing up within my own self and my own rights, I've learned to cherish that individuality and that inner voice as well because it definitely helps you stand out in life you know when you are very much tied to how people see you or depending on their approval all the time or to be told what to do yes so it's so easy to take advantage of you and I remember when I was like in the working a nine-to-five I had a couple of bosses <laughs> like I think about two one in Nigeria one in Ghana when I moved that I'll say 
took advantage of that need to please people, especially one of them, like took advantage of that need to please or that need to be told this. And even sometimes I got punished for being innovative because that's one thing about being the black sheep, like you said, you become very, very innovative. And it's very clear that you have a strong sense of self. And when you're dealing with a narcissist, they hate that. They don't like that. Oh, so what you think you are, you are smart. Even if they are hiring you to do the same thing because they are easily, um, how do I say easily intimidated and they don't really have that strong belief in themselves. It's like almost everything, everything you do just ruffles their feathers. But anyway, I'm grateful for growth, just like you are. And I just want you to advise someone who is currently feeling the way you feel now. Maybe a young person who's a couple of years younger than you and is in that situation where they can't easily leave. Okay, so if they feel like they don't stand out, they feel different, what advice will you give to them? The very first thing I'm going to say is something a bit controversial. Um... When you are the black sheep of the family, you're definitely going to have issues with attachment. Um, there is a, in whatever area of your life, because my parents were there for me materially. They gave me everything, sent me to the best schools. I was able to get great jobs because I went to the best schools. Um, so most some of those jobs I got through the connections of my parents. So you see that I was materially provided for, but emotionally neglected. And because of that, I found myself attaching to substances. I up until well, actually, until now, I'm just weaning myself off the habits because I'm not going to pretend like I've completely overcome everything. I am a work in progress on a daily basis. Up, but up until recently, or not recently, maybe a couple of years ago, I was deeply attached to cigarettes, to, to smoking. I don't drink much, and I think that's because there was a lot of drinking going on around when I was a child. And... Yes, I, I sometimes also attach myself to partners, romantic relationships. So I would, all, and it would be toxic people, but I would still attach myself to them just because I'm searching for that mother's, father's love that I don't have. So the, the one thing you need to be able to get yourself to where you are in that place of peace is your energy. And if, if you are attached to substances and other things that are draining your energy, you have no energy to get yourself out of where you are. So I've found that attaching myself to drugs or all those things, it set me back in my development. It didn't take me any further physically and otherwise because it's because I smoked so much that I fell off on bettering myself physically, you know, continuing to work out and have a healthy regime and all those things. Because now you're smoking so much, your emotions are going to be amplified and it just sets you back. So if anything, now that you know that, okay, I am this person who was lacking this love and I have to give this love to myself. You have to do that with a clear mind and a clear heart and a healthy body. So always make sure that you are clear. And which means if you find that you are in with someone who is toxic or you are indulging in things that are just not making you feel right after you do them, you need to stop. Because doing that is your subconsciously trying to replace the love that you didn't get so you must always remain your whole self because you need your whole self to get out hmm very true so like will being the black sheep something you always identify with or you just drop the label because it has such a negative connotation and i personally don't like it when people when I identify with just one area of my life or one certain point in my life. So is this like an image or a label you're going to drop <laughs> or is something that you feel like you should always carry with you? And are there advantages to always having this at the back of your mind? 
I I actually feel like it's something I've transcended. So I'm telling a story of the past, of how I felt about myself in the past. I felt like I was a black sheep. I felt like I was different. I evolved to the point where I know I know that I am like everybody else. I'm just the only you know what makes me the quote unquote black sheep because like you said it's a negative connotation and it is a negative connotation because in if we all decide to be individuals if we all decide to embrace that individuality then nobody would be the black sheep so now i know i'm like everybody else just the only difference between me and other people is or some other people is the fact that i've tapped into myself so we will find that there are more and more black sheep the more people tap into themselves so you are actually right about it being a negative connotation because it shows how divisive family can be for the fact that one person is isolated in a family i actually know of a pair of uh, siblings and they are the only two in like they don't have any other siblings and they are the black sheep of the family together like they are both the black sheep i thought that was actually one of the most amazing things i've ever seen but i see how much strength they give each other to just get by because their entire family looks at both of them like they're strange and all of that and they are both different but they are individual so embracing individuality which i think is something that is actually gradually happening in society i think the the term black sheep is actually dying i think that people are transcending oh i'm different and they are realizing that we're all different so we're all black sheep so the more you know humanity evolves and more people get to know themselves we will find that this term will actually um get lost in family because uh, get lost entirely because if we see young families these days a lot of parents embrace how different their children are they highlight the differences of their children the individualities of their children so i already see the trend dropping because no child will be isolated when your parents actually acknowledge how different you are individually and still love you together So the fact that that is changing I truly believe that yes from now when we are old this term black sheep probably won't exist. That's true. I like that. I like that answer so much. You definitely have um transmuted that phase in your life because one I think what I was really trying to get you to say is when we identify with just one aspect of our lives or one part of our journeys we kind of limit ourselves. and one of the reasons why i don't like saying oh i'm the black sheep or oh, i suffered narcissistic abuse is because i don't always want that to be my story to get what i mean yeah people see me as different but even when i'm seeing myself like i don't necessarily always feel different because now in the world i've attracted more people to me who are a lot like me who think in similar ways so that feeling of feeling like oh i'm just different i'm alone i'm not that is not that doesn't really exist anymore and like you said as well it taught me to have a very anxious preoccupied attachment style whereby i would just cling on to people who showed me that they could accept me or love me or i want them to accept all parts of me and it almost felt like i was auditioning for their love which was just very pathetic now when i think about it but anyway we live and we learn well thank you so much for me for coming on the show and sharing your story with us please tell our audience where to find you that's your social media website if you have any or any music that you would like to share with us okay um thank you so much for having me and by the way you're actually right about what you said and how community really really kind of disintegrates the term black sheep which is how we found each other in the first place. Um so my socials are Fumi the Unicorn on Instagram. I don't have any other socials unless Fumi on YouTube. Um I am actually dropping a single very very soon. Um I'm dropping a few singles this year and I'm building my presence more on social media but for now I am only on Instagram and you can follow me and follow my stories I post on stories all the time more than my feed so yeah thank you 
Thank you too for me.